A priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. Episode number 60 of the Untitled Catholic Podcast. Back at it again with Father Sean Magaldi and Nolan Reynolds. Hey. Hello, Justin. Um... That is a nice number, a big number. 60 people. 60 people? 60 episodes. Or 60, no, not 60 people. That's a little, that's a little optimistic. 60 episodes. It's a milestone, right? Accomplishment? It's, well, we we really focus every 25 is a milestone. Yeah, agreed. So. It's a stepping stone to a milestone. We need, we need another 15 until the next big one. Yeah. Which. Then I think what we have to do is split a nice cameo to give a shout out for episode seventy five. Ooh, that's a good idea. And then then one hundred, we're doing live somewhere, right? That's the, we won't yeah, re- we live. won't call any other episode anything but a hundred until we do it live. Well, we were asked to do uh, a recording uh, to record a talk for Quo Vadis, but that's not live. That's see, not live. there you go. No, but that's that's some traction. That means um, someone out there is listening to want to hear something yeah. from us, or at least that's they know nice. that we do this, and they want us to do it for that. I don't know. This is the last time I'll mention cameo, but I think the one that we failed to miss and probably would go for like five hundred would be Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, that'd be more than five. That probably would be the most expensive one. Was would be Arnold. Arnold would be fantastic. What if we just got the guy from the "It Starts Right Now" video to just redo that? <laughs> if you find or, him, or say Nolan, the whole opening. if you can find him, <laughs> but he says a Tyler Catholic podcast yeah. starts right now. A priest, his brother, and a married guy. <laughs> <laughs> if you can find that guy, I we will raise the money if it's too expensive to do on our own. You think that you think that guy's got to go on? But he, but he might that was someone. the highlight of that guy's life He's right like, there. I will do it of. for a thousand dollars. Yeah, no, thank you. I'll do it for five. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> deal. Yeah. Send me a Wendy's so, gift card. One time when we were recording, just because we we paid for that intro, right? We paid like what five bucks. We got it on Fiverr. So, Fiverr. Clawberg was texting me once when I told him we were recording, even though we were long finished. And I think what he was trying to say is I know that you look at your phone while you're recording. And he was asking about some – I don't know what he was trying to say. But long story short, he wanted to know how we did that intro. And I was like, we paid for it. And he was like, oh, okay, no, thank you. <laughs> but five bucks is a great deal. Bless you, thank you. It was that is. It was, it was Fiverr, right? It was Fiverr, yeah. Which, I, I haven't heard much of that. I guess I just don't need things off of Fiverr. Well, I've anymore. learned how to do a lot of the stuff that Fiverr offered. So I don't really... Canva kind of replaced that. Oh, yeah. that's I have heard of that. I haven't ever used it. But speaking of uh, people wanting us to talk and do things, we were... Megan and I were part of... A Dukes it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How long are we waiting to say that? 
I, I had it in my head when we were talking before we hit the red button. I was like, I'm gonna save that to get a genuine don't sit reaction. I'm not gonna lie. I've said that. I've said it too to myself. But I'm I'm glad I'm not the only one. So what it, what is a Duke sit there, uh, Nolan Reynolds? Uh, I have to give credit to Father Lachlan for the name. Um, you know, it's it's about um, it's about leading someone to uh, to Christ. You know, um, it's uh, it's Latin, obviously, and uh, it's a, it's about uh, leading others to Jesus, and that's exactly what the the theme of of our seminar retreat that we started last year was um, for those people that are young people that are, are ready to uh, really make that jump from um, being disciples to disciple makers um, from being uh, evangelized to doing some of their own evangelizing uh, you know we wanted a, a real an elevated experience of retreat and something uh, a little bit academic uh, a little challenging um, definitely deep and spiritual and uh and a Dukes is a Dukes it is what we came up with, um, and that was last year. I don't know if we ever mentioned that on the podcast, but it was a really, so really great year, experience. Wait, what? Where was it held? Is it was at the seminary? It was at the seminary. It was three days, two nights. It was, um, you know, just a select group of about twenty-five to thirty, maybe um, college age and slightly older uh, young adults who were asked to attend. Um, and uh, we were, you know, it was it was really fruitful. It was really successful, and we would hope to do it again this year. But of course, COVID happened, and so um, we switched gears. We roped Father Sean in. Um, Basically, I and, was uh, used to get a bunch of people that I knew and had their contact information. That ended up being true. I, w- I, I will fight you tooth and nail. It didn't start like that. But well, initially, I was just thinking maybe you'd invite some seminarians. And then I was told it was only for college kids, and then a bunch of people who aren't in college were part of it. So, some TikTokers, as I like to call them, who will never listen. Some signals to got crossed. Crisscross, crisscross. Yeah, I like. I like to call dreams. Did you ever TikTokers. see the movie Throw Mama from the Train? Yes, Owen. Owen. Why are you trying to commit Owen. me, Owen? But yeah, Owen. <laughs> He, remember, he kept saying crisscross and hanging out. Danny DeVito would keep calling Billy Crystal saying crisscross, crisscross. Then hang up the phone <laughs> and then call from another pay phone to be like crisscross, crisscross. Yes. You, you lost me. That was. Uh, Don't worry. It's not important. Just remember crisscross. You can go out there. If, lo- if, if you lost me, how many listeners did we just lose? I wrapped it up quickly, though. <laughs> So it it Dukes it this year was a virtual conference. Yeah, I mean, obviously, much much different. Um, you're talking about you know a full three full days and uh, two nights at the seminary with you know the sacraments with prayer with multiple talks throughout the day, um, a lot of silent and quiet reflection time, which was built into it. Obviously, there's there's only so much we could do, but. Um, so we, we kind of took a different tact, uh, knowing that we could never replicate that virtually. You know, we just decided to bring in some really, really great, solid guests, pick a theme um, along the lines of a Dukesit. And uh, and so we, we did three, ni- three nights in a row. We're actually 
you know about to finish the uh, as we're recording this the tonight will be the uh, the final night um and we've had like 35 to 40 uh, participants over the past two nights and justin you were one of our special guests you and your your wife megan yeah it was i'm i missed uh giving talks to people i was a little rusty but um also i'm not used to sharing giving a talk so we tried to bounce off each other and i don't i don't know if um if uh, i'm i'm suited to to share the microphone but i guess i share it three ways with you guys so yeah that's different, i though. think i think you guys did great i think you were you guys were, gave us exactly what we were looking for good well thank you and then old icky dolo and music mm-hmm. and it's also we it was weird to not look at anything because i didn't want to look at the screen because i just see my big head <laughs> so then I just looked around, and then I got yelled at by my wife that I looked awkward for not looking at the camera. So no, and that was my fault because I could have I, I I didn't need to have it like that. I th- I was worried that while you guys were talking, um, if somebody else uh, unmuted themselves somehow, that they, they would like screw it screw it up, and they would like interfere. Um, but I had the, everybody muted and they couldn't do anything about it. So I had spotlighted you guys. I put you guys in spotlight mode when I didn't need to do that because anyway, I digress. I did the same thing, uh, last night too, I think. No, no, I, I, I changed for last night because, uh, Gomer was Gomer, uh, from catching foxes was on and he was able to actually see people. So I apologize for that. Justin, the key is to look at the green light on your laptop. You just look right yeah, at the green light. Yeah, but you can't. But you can't not see your big head in the peripheral. Well, that's what happens when Possible. you have a melon head. That's what happens when I have a melon head. What are you gonna do? I was born with it because it's full of brains. How was Gomer last night? What did he talk about? So you guys did um, giving a wit- you guys gave a witness, um, and so for the the people listening, it was hearing a witness. Last night was giving a witness and how to give a witness, and that's what Gomer talked about. Um, and he was he was awesome. I, I I can I can listen to that guy speak all day. He's just he's just so on he's it. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Of and then all the people who speak, I think that he's my favorite. I can just he, listen he, to him, and I like the way he says things. You know, if I'm being honest, like uh, with most people, when they when they speak, especially when they speak about topics of religion or answer questions. I just find myself naturally like thinking like how would I answer that question and you know a, a, a lot of times again being honest like I might even say to myself like uh, I would have added this or I would even like be tempted to like cut in and, and add something when he talks and answers a question I'm like, like I don't even I don't even get tempted to like think about answering it my own way he says just, exactly the way I would say it yeah but better <laughs> at least for me yeah I would say I, I'm, I'm, I would say that he, he just I think he gets it and he does it. You know what I mean? He, he lives it. He's been doing this for so long that he, he just gets it. But he's he's one of the real ones, you know, and that, that came up last night, you know, just talking about, you know, other Catholic speakers. And the reality is, and like, you don't have to have known um, one of these people to know that there's probably some out there that you know, or maybe not living the life as, as much as they should, or are not walking the talk as much as they're talking the talk. And, uh, but that's not him. Like he's, he's a, he's a real, real 
real deal. Uh, right. I mean, at least in my experiences and encounters with him, um, he just if a genuinely to, nice guy. If you had to pick someone who wasn't walking the walk, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would say that this. You would know that better than any of us, Justin. I, I know. I know no, some I'm of not those with speakers. I know though. who they are because. I've talked to other speakers and other musicians, and I get a sense of who they are. We'll we'll we'll, we'll uh, let's get them we'll on the show and grill them after this uh, podcast stops recording. I want to hear some. Let's of this. grill them. No, we should do this is random, and but we should get <laughs> if a you CFR. subscribe to our non-existent Patreon. Father Sean will tell you all the fake Catholic yeah. speakers. <laughs> if you Venmo Sean, yeah, twenty bucks. He'll tell he'll he'll spill the hot gas. But that made me think that I, I noticed that uh, um, the CFRs have been active on social media. We should have one of the CFRs on. That's, be that's not gonna work. They why not? Because I lived with those guys. They never call you back, and then when they schedule something, then they don't show up. Oh well, Father Luke Fletcher emailed me the other day randomly. So I thought that would be nice, but I guess not. Well, one of them they walk the walk and talk. They're too busy walking the walk and talking the talk. They don't have time for this silly podcast. And not knowing how the internet works. Yeah, that's the other problem. And so once I saw that they had Instagram, I was hopeful. I'm like, maybe I'll stay on social media. And then I just deleted all of it again. So <laughs> you deleted it all? Yeah, it's deleted. I logged out of every possible way i could log in with hopes that i'll never remember the password <laughs> there's a lot of people on social media not walking the walk but surely talking the talk Ugh. but type in the type. i digress um who's coming on tonight uh, uh dukes it so tonight is your friend and um ours sarah kroger uh husband to friend of the show dom qualia and uh, she'll be doing the music, and then um, we have sister, a sister of life, coming to speak on sustaining your witness. Nice. See those? That's that's solid. That's a solid crew right there. Yeah, we came we came hard with this one. It's it's that, in a certain yeah, way it's better than if it was just like at the seminary because now you have all these people that you wouldn't have been able to afford to get to come to the seminary. Yeah. True, um, and 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 I do think like at least for that hour and a half that we are we've been meeting for like the the participants have been really locked in. Yeah, um, I mean, which is the goal of the event anyway. That you're not this isn't a, a, an opportunity to evangelize, but a sense of getting people who are already been evangelized and teaching them how to do that for others. Exactly. Is that your leg, Justin? Yes. I just see <laughs> skin, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? I'm stretching it. He's got legs. <laughs> knows I how did, to use them. I did an at-home Orange Theory Fitness uh, the other day. That's why my, um, my legs are sore, so I got to get stretched, you know? What was it like being back to mass after not oh. having been for a long time? Excellent it segue, was, by the way. That was a great segue. It was <laughs> nice and smooth. Nice, nice segue. It was, uh, it was weird in a sense of just uh, like walking into mass and wearing a mask and 
sitting six feet away from people and things like that. But it was awesome to go back. The pastor, you could just tell he he was he has been longing for people to be back in the church, and there they wow. were. Um, and I mean, to obviously receive the Eucharist for the first time in three months was very special. And I think everyone there felt the same sentiment. Um, but they, it was, so it's a big church. They, they only let 350 people in, I think. And then they had overflow seating. And then they had a parking lot where they recommended you stay there and uh, live stream on your phone and then they would send Eucharistic minister out. So that was like the last resort if the if the church and the the parish hall were filled. Um, and then they color-coded every other uh, pew, and then every other pew was roped off or taped off, and then the colors represented um, group sizes. So if you were a group of two, then you could fit like three groups of two in a row and then if you were that would be green and if it was like a group of four it was red it was really well done very smooth eucharistic ministers came to you um yeah it was just weird wearing a mask they were flinging purell the lectors and the singers there's purell going everywhere that i just want to be today. pure and it was it was also it was very today felt a little more normal minus the the mask thing but because a daily mass you're used to like sitting if it's in a church you're not sitting next to someone no daily mass has been socially distancing for years for years so yeah it was awesome i can't wait to go back again and uh i can't wait for everyone else to go back so yeah good stuff and then this sunday was pentecost sunday um which is also a nice segue so not that anyone i mean by the time this gets released who knows what what will happen next in our world but it's been a crazy week and uh a lot of emotions and all sorts of things flying around and not that we're necessarily going to go into detail about the situations that have happened because i mean honestly it's sort of like yeah we're clearly catholic we don't believe in racism or murder or anything like that so like you can't necessarily have an opinion so to speak but more solution based and i heard a pastor here kind of call the holy spirit the ultimate unifier which i thought was a a great and like comforting thing to hear i guess you could say so with that being said i have one question for you father sean and then i guess a question for the both of you the first question or if explanation would be how can you paint the picture of pentecost into in like the historical sense well, meaning you look at what where where were the apostles what were they doing how did it all happen and then the, I guess the open-ended part is how the Holy Spirit's the ultimate unifier. Well, the, uh, the ultimate answer to that question is the Acts of the Apostles, right? We see, and we, I mean, we heard it in the reading at, for Pentecost, but that they were uh, locked up in the upper room, the same place that um, 
the, the Last Supper took place, they were afraid, and then the Holy Spirit came down on them like tongues of fire. They went out, and they started preaching, and people who would not have understand the language they spoke were able to understand. And I think from a very simple perspective, that's the way that the Holy Spirit unifies us. Right? The fact that they were able to speak. It would be like if I was speaking now and everyone in the world was able to understand what I was saying, even if they don't speak English. And that kind of, that ability to do that, right, unifies people. And I think, I mean, I don't know what the, 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 the priest that you were talking about specifically was trying to get at by that, but that, that's how I specifically would think about it. Nolan, what do you have to say about all that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly why the Holy Spirit is the the great unifier, right? Like, I just when you said that, I couldn't help but think of you know, the uh, everyone being able to hear each other in their own languages, and um, certainly, you know, when you look at Scripture, there's you know the we can obviously like literally take it to to mean and and be um, that they you know they were all speaking different languages verbally, and um, but yet understanding each other. And yet also, it's, it's the both end that, you know, that idea of uh, that they were speaking different languages could could also um, very much apply to any situation where people are coming from different places, different experiences, different moments. And um, and that's what's so beautiful about about Pentecost. It's and the Holy Spirit is that uh, there is nothing. There is no divide, no chasm no difference that is too great for him uh to not work um you know if as long as people are open to it um and, and he wills it uh, you know any anyone and any he can create unity unity and harmony in any situation and uh that is literally my only hope right now <laughs> and and then you think of like the beatitudes right if the beatitudes are the way that we're supposed to live and you know blessed are the peacemakers blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, right? All of these elements of the Beatitudes, right? If Jesus says this is how we should be living, the Holy Spirit gives us that ability to, to live the Beatitudes, to live the Church's teachings, to live the way that Christ asks us to. So in that sense, too, um, you know, living a life of justice, a life of righteousness, a life of peace, uh, humility, all of these things will help bring about unity as well. Hum humility, um, all that stuff it will help bring about uh, unity. And the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us that ability to, to do that. Well, the, um, the apostles basically had, they'd learned from the Master, right? Like they had everything they needed. Um, they had you know, they certainly knew how Christ lived and, and what to do and what they should be doing. And, um, you know, Jesus had sent them out before, right? Before he died and rose, they had gone out and to, to heal and to, to preach and to spread the word. And yet they, they you know, were, were hiding. They, they couldn't overcome their humanity, I, I guess, uh, you know, is one way to look at it. And they, they were hiding and they were they were nervous, they were withholding. And, you know, it takes the Holy Spirit to get them past that point. Um, the coming of the Holy Spirit is what, um, 
you know, what makes these ordinary men extraordinary. And it's the same Holy Spirit that they receive that we receive. It's not like in any way, shape, or form it's been diluted as it got passed down from generation to generation. Right. And, I mean, after Pentecost is kind of when the church starts in a sense, right, right, Father Sean? We would call... people go out. We would call... Sorry, go ahead, you're yawning. Yeah, I know, and then I stopped because you were still talking. We We would call Pentecost the birthday of the church. So, I I feel like that's... uh, good timing and all that just a reminder to go out and make disciples of all nations which is easier said than done unfortunately but um i do think it's it's a good good reminder to do that and i think that the holy spirit helps us repent right because in order to be making disciples we have to continue to be disciples which is something that's very important right um that this this notion of um like telling other people how they should live their lives that's not necessarily the what we're called to do in the same sense of you know we should be living our lives that way and our lives should ultimately be a witness to the gospel so that uh when we preach the, our authentic witness inspires as opposed to um, just saying you know this 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 you can teach people all you want but unless you live what you're teaching none of it matters yeah it's high, it's really time to be authentic in the way we live and I've been it's been time <laughs> but uh, especially um, now it's just we have to be real. We ha- we'll have to ask that ourselves that question. Like, we have to hold ourselves accountable to, to be disciples and witnesses first. But um, no, no one's going to listen to anything uh, that you have to say uh, unless you can live it. And for, I, I felt like, for for me, I was kind of hitting, like, a, a wall or maybe even a snapping point of being like, all right, I'm sort of losing my mind in a sense of like just reading all just negative things for the last three months and just being on social media and just wasn't strong enough to handle it in my sense i'm like all right i gotta figure out a way to just refocus and get back to the basics and figure out like all right if i'm gonna be a disciple and be a good witness what do i need and obviously it's the sacraments and it was good timing that I was able to return to church on Pentecost where I'm like, all right, this is, this is really good timing. I feel like I could get, get back to basics and recenter, so to speak, and then go back into the world as things open and all that kind of stuff. So that really right. was a great day to come back. Yeah. Not to rub it in, but it was, it was pretty good. So that's the perfect. And then day. just be being excited to like, right. I get, I get to go to mass again next weekend and like i can go to daily mass now for the most part father sean so, are, are, are the parish that that you li- that you live at and that you're um you know re- in residence are, are you are you is there any plans to open up well there's not uh, not really yet because we we face the complication of um how does one 
there's, there's a complication, I think, of justice, right? So, like, if you're going to celebrate a mass and people still can't receive communion, right? So then what becomes the problem is, is where do you have it? Um, where, do, where is the best place to do that, that the, it could be accessible to the most people? And having, uh, being in Nassau County, there's not really a big parking lot. So if you're going to do something in the parking lot, then you're not going to have very many people. And then what's the plan to have somebody, you know, what's the plan of telling someone they can't come, <laughs> right? So how yeah. do you say to someone you can't come to mass? Yeah, that's And then right. what happens if it rains or all of these other kind of factors that go into things? Yeah, it's not an enviable position to be making so that decision. The, I think right now the, our best bet is when we have permission to do mass with people again, that we that we take it. Good thing you're not the pastor and have to make these, make these decisions. decisions. Yeah, I do not have to make these decisions. So, but I, I hope that you're at least uh, listening and helping Father Jeff if he asks questions. Whatever he asks, I can't imagine. I'm willing to help. Good. That was a good answer. You're a good friend, Father Sean. I try my best. I don't always Very ever tell you that. Being a real good witness. Oh, thank you. Bless you. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you. Well, I, I feel like that's what what better stopping point than now. <laughs> Unless you guys got something else to add. I, I think that was a, a, a very sound uh, conversation. I'm okay if you're okay. And it's okay to not be okay. Basically, uh, <laughs> basically my whole uh, week, right? I mean, just uh, pretty okay. I, I, I've been I've been really excited about a Duke's it and uh, and uh, that that whole uh, venture. But other than that, I've been praying a lot to the Holy Spirit. So that's right. Amen to that. And I will think about you in uh, in Mass, Nolan. And you'll uh, you, and you might go to Target for me on Sunday. Yes, or or sooner if uh, if you need me to. But don't worry, we'll we'll chat about that uh, after this. For the ticket switch. Yeah, back after this. Yeah, the the story behind that is. I know the story. Um, I'm gonna cut well, this part out. Yeah. Our five listeners don't though. Yeah, they don't know the story. What do you mean, Father Sean? I was just saying it. I thought we were done. So I didn't want to like... No. All right, go ahead. Tell the story. I know the story. <laughs> Good for you. Did you forget we're recording a podcast? Well, yeah, I thought we were like sheesh. talking, but like done. No. Like you've never gone on a tangent before on this. <laughs> I know, but I'm trying to cut them out. Crisscross. Crisscross. <laughs> <laughs> Look, is he looking for a Nintendo Lite or a Nintendo Switch, the regular? No, the console. All right, so I've been looking at Target, the one you mentioned. I looked that night, and I don't—I think it was gone by the time I looked at it. They're flying off the shelves, man. So that's why, like, I couldn't have even gotten it yesterday. Yeah, that's crazy. So I believe it, though. But now, now I have something to look forward to. Why does everyone want Nintendo Switches? What? I think I think a lot of people, like Justin, were like, if I'm going to be in quarantine, I'm going to have something fun to do. But why Nintendo yeah. Switch? Because it's it's user-friendly, and if eventually in the future, I looked at it like if I ever have people over, 
they could bring their controllers. You could play Mario Kart. You could play um, Mario Party. Things like that. So it's very universal for that kind of stuff. So not only will it be fun for quarantine, but it will be fun after. How many people are there that are... Uh, how many controllers do you have in case someone comes who doesn't have a Switch? How many controllers do you have in case someone comes who doesn't have a Switch? Ask it one more time and I'll answer. Because <laughs> uh, I was yawning, so I wanted to... <laughs> yeah, but it, it came out perfectly clear and understandable the first yeah, time. Yeah, both times, yeah. Two. I have two controllers, so... When you come to visit Nashville, you and I can play Mario Kart and then you do a tournament. But then say if Nate wanted to come over, he would bring his two controllers and then all of us could play. How about that? How about that? All right, Father Sean, end this. God bless all those who listen to this podcast. You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time.